You're listening to From Here with Delia and Don. Hey, Delia. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. I can't even believe that it is already October. Can you believe it's October? I know. I know. I don't know what happened to September. It was just September. Yeah. And, you know, I'm walking into Target. Actually, no. Even better story. I'm walking into Trader Joe's and there's the wall (laughs) of pumpkin. Okay. (laughs) Pumpkin and pumpkin spice everything. Yes. All right. And, you know... You know, and the listeners know how much I love Trader Joe's snacks, <laughs> all right? But this season always makes me super ambivalent, mm. okay? And, you know, because I'm like, That's, there's too much pumpkin. And you know the other thing that makes me really ambivalent about this season? Halloween. Now, oh, I can music. Yes, I cannot believe that we've had 3 million episodes and we have never, ever talked about Halloween. How is this I know. how is this possible? How have we never talked because about we Halloween? Like survival mode for like four thousand of those episodes, but now we're like <gasps> we can breathe and we can now be re traumatized by Halloween again. Oh jeez. So I, I mean okay. I personally I have a love hate re- relationship with Halloween because mm-hmm. I really enjoy making handmade costumes. <gasps> Me too. Okay. Yeah, really? Me too. Yes. Well, wait, but what kind of handmade costumes? Oh, I'm like, I have been in the past, like, uh, go to the fabric store, pick out a um, pattern for a specific costume, buy all the materials, like, cut out the pieces, press them, like stitch them, like sew them, like wow. Yeah. Like what's yeah. an example? So, when my daughter was like 5, she wanted to be Snow White. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're not going to be Snow White, like that's it's too it's too it's too much just straight out of Disney. Right, I'm not going to Target and uh, buying you a Snow White costume. I did not expect the end of that to be the end of your sentence. Yeah, I mean, because like I just don't want to like you don't have to be a Disney princess for Halloween, mm-hmm. right? So I told her, I said, so listen, if you want, are inspired by Snow White, we can make a Snow White costume, but I want you to make it yours. Like yes. I want this to be not just like some cookie cutter thing. <laughs> so I. We went to the fabric store, you know, and I, t- and a part of this is I want to like encourage like her creativity, right? You don't yeah. have, just have to be like the five characters that are popular, like in kids stuff like this month, mm-hmm. right? So, so we go to the fabric store, you know, and I let her look through all like the patterns and she picks out like the Disney Snow White. Mm-hmm. And then I say, well, you know what? Like, this is your opportunity. You can p- put any colors on here. Like we get to pick the fabric. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay. And she picked like all of the exact colors <laughs> of the Disney Snow White. Mm. And I said, okay, well, you know, we'll, we'll I, we can make it, you know, the yellow top and, you know, the, exactly like Disney. And I said, but we still need to make it you, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so basically I an- ended up hand sewing 
a Snow White costume that looks exactly like the Disney one. And then she decided that she was going to be vampire Snow White. Oh, my gosh. So I got, like, by the very end of it, we got to what we wanted, which was, like, you know, I just, you don't you don't just have to pick all these stereotypical, like, popular, like, things, like, be creative, which is what I wanted to encourage, except for that in that entailed me sewing a Disney Snow White costume that took uh, many, many hours because it was actually so many different colors and like pieces and like parts Mm -hmm. to it. Mm -hmm. And I could have just like bought it for $25 at Target. (laughs) Even cheaper on Amazon, I'm sure. And less labor. (laughs) It's like so much labor. So So any regrets afterwards? Yeah, because guess what? The next year, like, I handmade a a Cinderella costume that was, like, Cinderella blue Disney. I did not learn one single bit from all of that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm almost afraid to ask what happened the year after that. I think, actually, the year after that, like, someone else, like, bought her, like, a $25, like... I don't know, some vampire princess costume from Target. And I was like, whatever. (laughs) I love this progression. It's like this resignation. You know what? You win. Right? You mass produced costume wins. And it especially wins if, if it is purchased by someone else. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I absolve <laughs> responsibility for this. So. Oh my God. That's hilarious. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the ones that I do, I think are slightly different. Um, I love making things with felt. Mm. Um, so the trip to the fabric store is uh, all about felt. Mm-hmm. Right. And I also love making. Uh, costumes that are inanimate objects type of costumes (laughs) i don't believe in any kind of being like costume okay (laughs) how do how do the how do the younger people in your house feel about this uh okay so my kid uh let's see how did this all start oh so one year i had this crazy idea i was like all right you know what Let's be breakfast. Okay. <laughs> oh. So I want to be breakfast. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> okay. And it all started because my kid was like, I want to be bacon, right? I'm like, awesome. You know what? I'll be an egg. Let's be breakfast. And oh. how hilarious would that be if we're like walking around together? Okay. So, you know, we so we sh- so I was just like, all right, I'm gonna sew a ginormous bacon and a ginormous egg that fits like over our body and i just made it mm-hmm. like free, like i just made it in my brain and i just freehand cut it all out and i was like all right i'm just gonna start sewing mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was the beginning of this epic sewing <laughs> situation here right and i'm telling you like i think my kid was in was it third grade second grade second grade third grade Mm -hmm. maybe third grade second grade second third grade yes 
And oh my gosh, when we rolled up at drop off, okay, that was just awesome because Aww. my kid's like walking around in bacon and here is his <laughs> mom walking around with an egg. I was like a sunny side up, like that yolk was like smack in the middle. Yeah. I wore yeah. all black underneath, right? He wore all black <laughs> under bacon. Oh. And everyone was like, bacon and eggs. I'm like, yes. Yay. Right? It was awesome. Uh and what was cool at that time is that my little craft, my little craft area was right next to my kid's room. So he actually got to see me like work on it and construct it mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, so it was like, it was really great kind of like, and we went to the, you know, fabric store together and all that stuff. Right. And then this, and then the next year I was like, oh my gosh, I'm on a roll. <laughs> we are going to be lunch. <laughs> Oh my gosh. This isn't inanimate objects. This is meals. This is meals. Okay. <laughs> Which goes along quite well, you know. So I so so I asked him, I'm like, all right, so we're lunch. What do you want to be? You could be anything under the theme of lunch. And mm-hmm. he was like, I want to be a bag of Lay's sour cream potato chips. And I was like, done. Challenge Aww. accepted. Okay. <laughs> and so it didn't occur to me the first year to do this, but this time, right? I'm like, all right, I'm going to, I probably am not the only bananas person who's made a Lay's potato chip sour cream costume. So I just like, I'm all on Pinterest and Instagram <laughs> and all that, right? And I'm just like, whoa, there's, like many other people who have made this costume. So I took inspiration. <laughs> and in the end, I just, again, same thing, like freehand cut it and all that stuff. And then like, it was great because, you know, when you go to the fabric store and you buy all the stuff, people are like, what are you making? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. And I was This like, season for sure. Right. And we're all standing in line waiting for our stuff to get cut. Right. Our fabrics mm-hmm. to get, like, because we have our bolts, right. We bring it up yep. to the cutting table. Right. Yeah. And we're waiting for all of our stuff to get cut. And, you know, like, what are you making with all that? I have like, Ke- you know, Kelly green and bright red and then orange and then white. Right. And then, and then I'm like, Lay's potato chips. <laughs> and the look on their face is just priceless. It was just like prices. They're like simultaneous confused, but then also like, you're a genius. Oh, yes. In awe. <laughs> we are in awe. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and everyone was just like, Oh my God, here's my number. I don't know you, but can you send me a picture of your final <laughs> thing? Please, okay? <laughs> it's like, sure. Sure, you follow me on Instagram, right? <laughs> and and so the kid was a bag of sour cream, Lay's potato chips, right? Which is, it's, and I was a sandwich, okay? <laughs> Obviously, what else goes with chips? I'm like, it's lunch. Right. It's like you got to make it healthy. So, you know, I, I was a sandwich. And then again, you know, fourth grade roll up into, you know, drop off bag of potato chips. And then, you know, the mom's in the sand. It was like oh, sandwich and chips. Awesome. <laughs> it's still the it's the desktop on my phone still. I can't. It's like my kid is not the totally doesn't even look like that anymore. It's still the desktop. <laughs> on my phone. Oh. Right. Yeah. And then. The next year, the kid was like, okay, mom, please, I know what you're going to say. We're going to do dinner, right? (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm like, yeah, what do you want to be for dinner? Right? <laughs> Not what do you want to eat for dinner? What do you want to be for dinner? Okay. <laughs> and he was like, Ugh. I'm like, okay, here. You can be sushi. Okay. I can, mm-hmm. you can make, I can, you can be a walking tamago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or you can be like a bowl of ramen. Right. All this stuff. Right. And then he was like, you know what I want to be? And I actually, I think he said this because I think he was just like, oh, she's never going to do it. Right. I'm like, what? What do you want to be? He's like, I want to be an Uno reverse card, a green one. <laughs> and I was like, oh, challenge accepted. <laughs> oh my gosh. So um, I did that. And that year, he won the Halloween costume contest. Aww. All the kids were like, Went bananas over his because it was also a meme that year too. The Uno oh. reverse was all. I don't. I don't even remember what the meme was, right? <laughs> but you know, whatever is equivalent to a fifth grade, you know, Uno yeah. reverse card meme. You know, I'm sure it's not too deep. <laughs> and that's what happened. You know, so wow. and then pandemic hit, and I haven't, you know, made anything. I'm not sure if I'm going to yeah. do anything this year, just because it's so busy. But I thoroughly enjoyed making those costumes. Thoroughly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it sounds like you're approaching it like in a di- slightly different way from me. And I think partially like especially like with my daughter, like I it just felt like she was trying to fit into something that like wasn't necessarily like her, yeah. you know? And so it's like, why do you have to be like Snow White and then like Cinderella? Like I don't I don't know, you know, and wanting to you know, wanting to like talk to her like about for me, there's like this piece about identity too that gets mm-hmm. kind of slowly wrapped into things. And especially like the year when she wanted to be Cinderella, I'm just like, oh, but like you don't have blonde hair, you mm-hmm. know? And like, what do we, how do we talk about this? And I think she was, I think she was six that year, you know, and she just really wanted to be like Cinderella, you know? And there's, Did you I talk don't know, to her about it? it? Did you actually talk to her about it? Yeah, well, I think she was sort of in this, like, like we we never, like, I never watched, we never watched, like, any of the Disney movies Really? At so, home. How, so how did she get this, like, how did she get these ideas then? Because it's, like, so, like, prevalent, like, everywhere, like, bo- like, books and, like, her friends have princess, like, backpacks and, like, she goes to other people's houses and, like, what they want to do is, like, watch, watch Disney movies, mm. like, it's... And so there was a part of me that's like fighting back, like trying, you know, to fight back against that, Mm -hmm. you know, and maybe I was like fighting a little too hard, you Mm -hmm. know, but I think there's, there's like, for me, there's like such like a gradiated line between like dressing up as like a character, which is like one thing, right? Mm -hmm. But then it sort of morphs into like, what are you dress? Who are you dressing up as? And what is this? Yeah. You know. And then there's this other end of the spectrum, you know, where people like dress up as like geishas for Halloween, you oh, know. And so, God. what? How do you like address that spectrum, right? Yeah. With like a six year old who's like obsessed with Disney princesses, you know. And but, do you, but I'm curious though, like it it was enough for you to kind of have some, you know, anxiousness over it, right? Do mm-hmm. you think though your daughter was just going through a phase? 
or do you think it was something even more, you know, because like growing up in a predominantly white community, do you think yeah. that there were, you know, kind of different kind of implications? I mean, I'm just trying to just draw those yeah. concerns out a little bit more to understand. Yeah. I mean, I think there's, I, th- I think, I think there's like a bigger part about like living in like a predominantly white community and like, you know, like I feel like, you know, raising like girls, you know, people who like, you know, you, I have like straight, my hair is like the straightest like black hair like ever. And hers is like the same. And she'd always just be like, Oh, I wish my hair was like curly and like bouncy, you know, like all these things that, you know, it's, it's not, it's not solely like about race, but there's so many mm-hmm. smaller like pieces that get intertwined in there. And I think for me, like Halloween just kind of brings out, you know, these like desires of like, oh, I wish, you know, I was like this, you know, or, mm-hmm. and it, it's, it's hard, you know, it's a little uncomfortable. Yeah. For me, it's hard and like uncomfortable because it's like, well, are you saying like you, you, you have, some like feelings about being Asian American or, or is this just about Halloween or like it's yeah. for me, it's a hard, you know, it's hard to figure out the right line of like where you want to talk about this and how to bring it up in a way that like, doesn't feel like just like mommy being like mommy or mommy being yeah. like strict, you know, but wanting to dig into this a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I I think, you know, it, for me, the conversations have been slightly different. It, it, it's been more like, okay, costumes with weapons, Mm, characters mm -hmm. that enact violence, Mm -hmm. right, with my kid, you know, like, let's think about that a little bit. And it's hard, because I'm super torn, because I'm like... Part of Halloween for me is also healthy kind of play and imagination Mm -hmm. to, you know, like literally putting on a costume, seeing what that feels like, knowing that it's not real. Right. And yet at the same time, tapping into something deeply felt and subconscious. Yeah. You know, connecting to, as you said, like, there's this longing there, this desire, even the fact that they want, they're trying to imagine what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. something about that that is like, it's hard because you want to support yeah. them. And at the same right. time, how do you have this conversation, especially with the younger kids? Like, well, you know, having blonde hair is one thing. <laughs> right. However, you are beautiful. And right. perfect. Right. Just the way you are. Yeah. And helping them believe that, you know? Yeah. And it's, I mean, and with my, you know, with my other two, you know, we did, I must have been a couple of years ago. I don't even remember my brain. Oh my gosh. Um, but like talking about like one of my, my younger kiddo had said like, oh, like maybe I'll be a police officer, mm. you know? And I said, mm. oh, you know, I said, you know, Halloween is supposed to be, you know, fun and, you know, we want to keep it like lighthearted. And, you know, I, and I said to him, and obviously, you know, he was like little and I said, but, you know, for some people, like it might not feel fun, you know, to have a police officer knocking yeah. at your door. Yeah. 
you know, and he was kind of, and he was like, well, you know, why, you know? And I said, well, you know, there's different histories, you know, of how police treat different people like in our country. And, you know, so let's try to think about something that would be fun for everybody, Mm -hmm. you know? So trying to keep it simple and like focusing on like, I want this to be fun for you. Mm -hmm. And I want this to be fun, you know, for your friends and for people answering the door, you know? Mm -hmm. And so luckily we were able to pivot from police officer to sea otter. So that was a a happy pivot. (laughs) Yeah. I, I think that's, I think that is so hard. I mean, like, yeah, it's so hard because like, there's nothing where, you know, I don't get the sense that you're saying that there's anything wrong with being a police officer per se. Right. Right. But what does it mean, you know, to show up in that context, right. especially during a time when there is just so much conversation that's being had about, right, right. the role of police and policing in our communities. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, for like a little like, you know, like. It, I'm, I wasn't like shocked, you know, that like right. he must have been like four, you know, mm-hmm. that a four year old would be like, I want to be a police officer, you know, yeah. for Halloween oh. and, you know, just how to gently engage and just, you know, encourage like, some thinking, you know, like it's not just like oh. things that you think Sorry. are fun, you know, <laughs> friend, furry friend over there. Puppy, are you hungry? <laughs> He wants attention. Do you um, do dog costumes too? I could, you know. <laughs> but I feel like it's that's like this, that's another podcast. But I feel like it's, like it's kind of cruel to dress up animals against their will. I know it's mm. great, like entertainment, but man, some of those animals look really unhappy and pissed <laughs> off. You know, like I like pugs. how you approach all this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like those pugs do not look happy. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wait. Okay. So let's go. Let's go back to one thing. Okay, because I think that this is all of this too. There's like a ghost in the room that needs to be named. Okay, mm-hmm. and that is something that is around this. What kinds of costumes are really? I think make us uncomfortable that are really inappropriate. Okay. Yeah. And this, and, the, and this was, uh, you know, going back to my, you know, ambivalence about Halloween. It's a, uh, it's that, and, and I have such a hard time talking to people about this. This is something that's like mm-hmm. really hard for me, you know, the kinds of costumes and the most common one, right. Is, I'm going to dress up like a Hawaiian mm-hmm. or I'm going to yep. dress up like an Indian. Yeah. Okay. Now. <laughs> have, you had those, right? <laughs> yes. have you had those conversations with your kids at all? Um, They haven't come up like with my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, And most, and you know, that, and I think that's sort of where I like, want to like engage their creativity right but yeah. we've definitely like seen some costumes that were just sort of like like this is borderline not okay yeah. you know and yeah. it it is 
it's I think it's hard because like Halloween is like supposed to just be like fun, you know, and it's hard to kind of bring up things that are conversations that are less fun, mm-hmm. you know. So it's yeah, we have we thankfully haven't encountered it. Well, so let let's back up like why might these things be problematic? And, I, and I'm just thinking about in terms of, you know, talking to our kids, the eventual, if if this were to eventually come up, right? I think this is a conversation around cultural appropriation. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think being able to like turn it around, you know, for me, at least it's about like turning it around and like, how would you feel, you know, if someone was like dressed up as a Chinese person or like an Asian American, like how would you feel about that? Mm-hmm. You know, and thinking and helping them see, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's two sides to this, right? There's mm-hmm. like the person dressing up and how other people are feeling and how would, how would you feel, you know, and it probably wouldn't, feel very good if it was really just dressing up as sort of a stereotype, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And then thinking about, well, how might that feel for people in other communities, you know, and recognizing that there's like some history there, Mm -hmm. you know, where like so many people, you know, haven't been allowed, you know, to wear the clothes that they want to or like wear their hair they want the ways that they want to, that that's really problematic to kind of take it back and say, well, now it's fun and it's a costume for me, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, I think these are things that I do want to talk to them, you know, about, even if they're still picking cute animal costumes, because mm-hmm. I think, you know, it's, it's, I feel like it's still sort of out there. I don't know. Have you encountered this like with your kiddo? Uh, no, but we've talked about cultural appropriation and I actually, you know, talk about this in my class, uh, specifically, you know, because I teach an Asian American studies class, like what does it mean to dress up like a Hawaiian, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think that it's, you know, what people, people honestly, people think is like completely harmless, right? Mm-hmm. Like the aloha shirt and then a lei, you know, the grass skirt, they're like, la la, right? But I think what in my class, it's very, it's, I guess it's a little easier to talk about because, you know, they learn about the colonization of right. Hawaii, how those lands were taken away and how Native Hawaiians were systematically um, prevented from learning their own language and right. honoring their own, being able to practice their own cultures, right? Right. And so when we think about, you know, what does it mean to dress up like a Hawaiian, it also, it it, it dehumanizes and objectifies, right, yeah. uh, uh, Hawaiian people, you know, in general. Right. And this is at this point, this is where people are usually like, come on, Don. It's Halloween. It's Halloween. Why are you such a wet blanket? Right. And usually, you know, when this kind of stuff happens, I'm just like, okay, so how would you feel if, you know, someone dressed up like fill in the blank, your back, your cultural background and was like, look, I'm a a generic all purpose fill in the blank racial ethnic Mm -hmm. culture. Mm -hmm. Right. I think it, you know, 
having that understanding and having that empathy, right, mm-hmm. for yeah. for people who have been systematically oppressed and disenfranchised, right, right. is uh, it's important, you know, to understand. Which actually reminds me, right? I think you mentioned it. There was a really great Instagram post, right? What account yeah. was it? Um, it's over on the Conscious Kid. Oh yes, yes, um, yes. One of our one they, of our faves. Yeah, yeah, and I and the, I think they were the post was from someone else who they credited um, right. in their post, um, but it was taking a lot of inspiration um, from a book. Raising anti-racist kids. Okay, I think uh-huh. is that the. But there's a lot of a bunch of like actions that you can take. Raising anti-racist children. Yes, um, a Brit Hawthorne. Brit Hawthorne. Yes, yeah. Uh-huh. And what I appreciate about this is like it's an action-oriented list, so it's encouraging mm-hmm. people to do the research, right? Because this yeah. is what you were talking about. Like right. it's not just about saying like don't do this or don't do that, but right. like doing some like learning and like thinking. Um, so the first two on, on the checklist are research and reflect, you know, which is, I, I think is what we're, yeah. a shorter way of saying what we're saying here, you know, that you need to understand like what you're doing and looking into the background and the histories of, of you know, yeah. of people yeah. and reflecting on like the impact, yeah. you know, that this and, might have. And I think these two things are especially important, right? Because it's, it's, if anyone has that desire to dress up generically like, you know, a group of people, right? Then I think that that looking, exploring that desire, right, is right. really it's really important because it would be one right. thing if someone came up to me and was like, "I want to dress like um, Queen Lulu Kilani." Mm-hmm. There's a way you can do that that honors her, right? You right. understand that history you know, and how she fought for sovereignty, right? right. For Native Hawaiian people. But yeah. then if you came up to me and are like, all right, I'm going to dress up like a Hawaiian. Right. Hawaiian yeah. folks look all kind of different ways. And I think researching and reflecting really helps yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also, you know, just, I, I love like your sort of approach to costumes where it's like, well, let's make this like creative and fun, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, you know, I think- yeah, finding like different ways to express yourself. Like if you're trying to, I think there's so many different ways that you could express things if you've gone in and reflected like on like, what am I trying to do here? You know, mm-hmm. and why am I feeling this? You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, I think there's lots of different approaches. And I think it's it. this is what we're doing right now, I think is also very powerful, which is I noticed on this list too, which is discuss, right? Mm-hmm. Having having open conversations, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and and cultural appropriation is something that I think everyone should talk about very generally. And the way I think about cultural appropriation, right, is one is the is the ability, the actual taking of someone else's culture, right? And profiting off of it or benefiting from it in some ways that the original where where you took it from right do not yeah. have power do not have control over how they can show up in the ways yep. that they want they you know can be compensated for you know the the ways that they want to represent their culture right right and again you know going back to the hawaiian example right the the systematic systemic disenfranchisement of native hawaiians right that it's right 
they they don't have a choice, right? They show right. up every day as Hawaiian, you right. know, and so they want to be able, many of those folks want to have been fighting to show up in ways that they that honor their past and, and their histories, right? And just to, right. you know, again, right, if you if you don't discuss it, if you don't research it and reflect on it, you'll you'll, you know, not really understand how problematic it is. Yep. Right. Yep. So, and of course, the last one is act, which right is 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 making that decision to not participate in cultural appropriation. Right. You know, and dress and, up like dinner instead. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Uno like, why choose something like that when you could choose dessert? You know. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, and again, right? This is where it's like, okay, some of our listeners are probably be like, all right, gone too far. Y'all are you have gone too far. This is like wet blanket party pooping, you know, kind of thing. You've taken the fun out of Halloween, you know, like why would you even, you know, and all that. And for me, it's not like I'm, I think it is just a moment to pause and reflect Mm -hmm. on the costume that you choose to put on. Yeah. Right. It is just a moment to pause and reflect. All right. And And if you decide to dress up like a Hawaiian and you go out there and someone wants to have a conversation with you about it, you know, or if you have any Native Hawaiians in your community and they want to have a conversation with you about it, at least you've heard us talk <laughs> a little bit and you know where, you know, this conversation is kind of coming from, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the the counter like to the wet blanket, like sort of feeling is like, this can also not be like just like a Halloween conversation. Yes. You know, too. Oh right. Gosh, so yes. I think if there if you can like if it's sort of the baseline norm, like, hey, let's think about like why are we playing cops and robbers? Like, hey, mm, let's think about why yes. are we doing this? Like there's like a way where it doesn't have to be like mm-hmm. now we're ruining Halloween too, because actually like this is like a conversation that happens yeah. all the time. Yeah. Right. And I think, and you know, I think there's like so many different times when this shows up, you know, like I, my, my oldest is like in high school and they have like spirit days and, you know, it's like everyone dresses up like this and everyone dresses up like this. And actually, you know, there's, there's one day when it was like dress up like a tourist day. Oh, which to me, which to me felt like it was like, it would have been, like Hawaiian day, you know, like three years ago, five Uh years ago, Uh but it was like dress up like a tourist, like wear like a, you know, oversized big brim hat, you know, camera around your neck, like knock in that's sort of like a preserves the fun. Uh Right. But it's not like dress like a Hawaiian day, you know? So I think there's like ways, you know, where this comes up all the time, you know, I guess is what I'm trying to say, you know, that there's, You could be a wet blanket every day if yeah. you want. <laughs> Join the wet blankets. But we, then it doesn't feel wet. It just we, feels like a blanket. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it can be warm and safe and enveloping and yeah. I mean so I mean I, I think to your point, right? Cultural appropriation doesn't only happen in Halloween. And I yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and I think that it's really it's very important because who has power and control over their ability to represent themselves is is this is the heart of the issue. 
Right. Not everybody has the, you know, that power and control to be able to show up the ways that they want to be whole people, to be whole humans. Right. And this is why yeah. there's so much anxiety about it. This is what it boils down to, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so while, you know, folks are kind of like pissed off because, you know, Don and Delia are stomping around telling them that they can't dress <laughs> up like, you know, Moana, right? It's like, huh, let's think about that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everybody's going to hate me now because I said you can't dress up like Moana. I never said that. No, okay? but you, you know, at the beginning you said like, we, we dress up as inanimate objects and that's great. <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> All right. So no, here's the, here- no chips were hurt in the making of this costume. <laughs> All right. Here's the last question. Here's the last question before we wrap up. Okay. What are your kids going to be for Halloween this year? They, they actually don't care. They just want candy. The little two. (laughs) So the barrier to candy is this damn Halloween costume, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we are, we, I have, I have come so far. We are not so hand sewing anything, you know, we're just gonna, I don't know, try to be simple and creative. Like last year they were both uh, jellyfish, you know, with like an umbrella and like Christmas lights. And I was like, this is like, simple and here that. in Massachusetts you have to be able to dress for like it could be 80 or it could be 30 degrees yeah. so like yeah. the jellyfish costume was like super easy yeah yeah so we don't know yet I don't okay. know it's my, I'm mildly <laughs> nervous and I'm Too like soon. I don't know whatever I know. sorry sorry to create anxiety okay we're still at the beginning <laughs> of October so don't worry okay I know. yes um so my kid <laughs> The other day, just brought it up. It's like, Mom, I know what I'm going to be for Halloween, right? I'm like, Oh boy, what are you going to be for Halloween? You know? And he goes, I'm going to be a traffic cone, right? And I was like, (laughs) I support that. How do I support that? How do I support that? You know? He's like, Well, you don't have to. I'm going to dress in all black and then I'm going to put a traffic cone on my head. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I'm like, well, let's think about this. Okay. Theft of public property. Okay. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, stealing those cones, right? You have you got to mm. go find one. It's not that hard to find one, especially because there's always like roads being repaved here in the Bay Area, <laughs> right? Uh, and then like, how sanitary are those things? Okay. Does that mean I'm going to be like wiping down and hosing down? A traffic cone just so you can like stick it on your head and then once you stick it on your head how are you supposed to like see through it and breathe right so all these things are running through my head right but i'm like all right i'm being a wet blanket i'm just gonna like let this kind of play out i'm gonna let him figure it out you know i'm like i'm not gonna yuck his yum okay i'm just gonna let him figure it out so that is where we're currently at as oh. for myself i am probably not gonna dress up this year so <laughs> yeah like what goes with the traffic cone a, a stoplight. <laughs> oh, a pothole. That that'll be hard. That's really hard. Ma'am, what are you? Are you a black hole? <laughs> Wait a minute. No, 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 no. I get it. You're an Oreo. No, no, no. It's negative space. Negative space. Okay. <laughs> I'm a pothole. <laughs> All right. Oh. <sighs> I cannot wait to see what happens this Halloween. Okay. If this is this is also the first Halloween where everyone's just kind of like really, really back. So mm-hmm. I will report back to see number one. Okay. It's almost like this bingo card. Oh, we should do a bingo card. 
a Hawaiian, an Indian. Okay, now I got to add it to the list. Uh, Cinderella and Snow White. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> I got to add all of that to the bingo card. And let's see what <laughs> happens. So, all right, Delia, it was great talking with you again. Yes, thank you. Thanks for a good laugh. And uh, to all of our listeners, we hope uh, you enjoyed this episode. You know, we're happy to get this out before Halloween. So uh, have a happy and safe uh, Halloween. And if you enjoyed this episode, you know, please uh, like the episode, rate us on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast listening platform. And we hope to hear from you soon. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.